Ladies and gentlemen, he, him, her, they, them, there, all of everyone out there that listens to us, welcome to the Schnozcast episode 180. If you've been following along, if you haven't, that's okay. We welcome you. For this Independence Day weekend, our normal host, Mr. Bob, Dr. Highbrow Eyebrow Rankin, is out for this evening. Um, he's licking his wounds um, with some sort of uh, STD, staph infection, something like that. <laughs> but I stepped into the hot seat, and hopefully it goes as plans or planned. As plans. And planned. Um, <laughs> and everything works out for this evening beyond that point. Corey, how are you? Not bad, sir. How about yourself? Oh, doing all right then. How you doing, Todd? I am mighty, sir. You know, it just uh, puts a little spring, not only in my step, but in my pants when I hear that you're mighty. <laughs> wow. <laughs> when I hear Todd is mighty, I feel mighty. <laughs> I get awfully mighty myself. <laughs> I, I still remember you showed up at your wedding. <laughs> you showed up at your wedding, and I was like, Todd! I was probably more excited than I should have been. But I was like, it's like, it's just this, it's, it's like seeing Santa. It's like, oh my God, this man is real. And, uh, I looked at him. I was like, I thought you said you were taller than I was. And he's like, no, no, I did not. I didn't say that. I said, you went on and on about how tall you were and that compared like, to Corey. He said, no, I said, I was taller than, out of here. I, I said, I was taller than Corey. I said, I said, oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Exactly. I'm like compared to Corey. I t- I'm a giant. <laughs> yeah. Fucking idiot. That's what you are. Oh my God. So yeah, I was, I was laughing at that. And, and what Christy didn't know at the time was, and I've, I've met, Bob's ex Christy several times, but Christy was standing next to, next to Todd at the wedding, and Bob doesn't even know this. Christy picked up on it, but I was able to lie my way out of it. Um, Christy was standing next to Todd when I walked up before the wedding even started, and I walked up to Todd, I up to Todd and I was talking to him for a minute, and finally I looked over at Christy, who at the time I did not recognize was Christy because I just recognized her as female standing next to Todd. And I said, that happens all the time. And I said, oh, it's nice to finally meet you. <laughs> and she went, oh, yeah, you know. And uh, and she had this very confused look on her face because for a second I, I thought it was Mary. You know, I just assumed. <laughs> I'm like, of course he's here with he's here with Mary. And uh, it was not. And I didn't know up until the reception that that was not Mary. And <laughs> I was very confused because Christy walked up. She was talking. She, like, sidled Bob on the dance floor, and she looked right at me, and she was like, which is stupid because I know what Christy looks like, and I've met her several times. And I was like, I don't know. They went to the same college. Maybe they like the same kind of girl. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. And, uh, and Mary's she, Christy's twin sister. Yeah. And, and she came up to me, and, you know, Mary's uh, – She's got that that type A conservative, so she's like she attacks. You know, she doesn't. You mean Christy? Christy, yeah. She attacks. So now you're really now you're really getting everyone confused. She attacks. Christy. Exactly. That's what I'm telling you, Christy. And she looks right at me, dead in the face, and she's like, "Why were you saying nice to meet me?" She's like, "How do you not know who I was? We've met each other several times." And I was like, "I know." And she's like, "She's like, so what was that all about?" And you could tell she felt very awkward. And I said, "Christy, I'm like." 
I talked to you at Jack's graduation multiple times. I know who you are. It was obviously a joke. And she's like, oh, okay. And she looked at me and it's like, like that she was not filled in on the joke. Like she didn't know the punchline. I'm like, God, I'm like, what are you really, really? I don't know who you are. And so I gave her a hug and she's like, yeah, I was going to say we, we've talked several times. I'm like, yeah, I know who you are, Christy. <laughs> And uh, or Mary or whoever she was. That's, that's funny. <laughs> and then I kept the rest of the night. I'm like, where did uh, where did Todd's wife go? <laughs> Bob, so you and you and Todd are like really close friends, huh? <laughs> yeah. Like, well, yeah, we always have been. No, like you guys are really close, huh? I don't. Yeah, yeah man. Why? Well, I mean, I just think it's pretty cool that you and Christy got divorced and you let Todd marry her, man. That's <laughs> yeah. That's really close. Hey, listen, um, so <laughs> ju- just so you know, uh, in good conscience, I can't call you Chris- Christy, f- you know, while we're doing all that. So from this point forward, your name's going to be Mary, and you're living in Seattle <laughs> with me. So, so yeah, you could tell, like, on her face that 90% of her didn't buy what I was telling her. But <laughs> I was going to say, she's not, she's not that dumb. <laughs> but, but as polite as she was, she accepted it. And she was she like, let, she let you slide. She was very confused. Yeah, she, Chris, she was perplexed. Chris, she was, Christy's pretty sharp. So she, I don't, I don't think you pulled that one over she, on her. Oh, exactly. But she had this look on her face like she was trying to crack a safe like the whole time. <laughs> and finally, <laughs> she yeah. just had that, okay, like that look. Don't, and, don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> And uh, and no one else was the wiser, so hopefully she doesn't listen to the Schnaz guest. Um, but yeah, so I would say that that's the housekeeping. Um, nothing else really is going on. Um, Corey, what were all the new things you tried tonight? Oh man, we have four new cameras set up. Uh, we're connected to a brand new server. Uh, have a new streaming service we're using. Uh, that's all- why we had to reset the Wi-Fi. Yeah, um, I don't know if it's going to last until next week. But we'll see. We always like to, eat, you know, and I've talked to Corey several times, and I should be filling Todd in on this, um, but anytime Bob's gone, even if we have something new before a time that Bob's gone, we like to wait until he's gone to release something new. Yes. Because it makes the most sense. So, <laughs> so <laughs> since Bob is not here with us right now, I, I will say, and I, I know he's going to listen to this in, in post and have to edit everything. So, Bob, listen up. Uh, unless, unless he's quarantining, then he doesn't have to do anything. Apparently. Right. True. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, so I wish like I could test all these things at home. The issue being is though, I don't own my own road roadcast mixer that we use on the show. So sometimes it's a little hard. You to, almost had to earlier today. <laughs> yeah, true. But yeah, sometimes it's a little hard to get everything fully tested and in working order without doing it from here. So it sucks sometimes, and yeah, it gives us a little bit of a delay, but uh, for the most part, it usually <sighs> works out. We get the show done somehow. In light of Bob Rankin not being here and not being able to speak his uh, his thoughts, I feel like he would say, dude, you you could go to Nick's house any, any day of the week. Yes, because I have that, plenty. That is correct. You go to Nick's I, house any day of the week and I, test things out. I know this is exactly what that he would correct. say. <laughs> or you can get there early. <laughs> yes. The issue being there's a lot of other stuff in life to take care of. I'm a married bah. man. I'm a bah. married man now. Bah. I'll bah. give you bah, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Um, Corey, if you want, like, um, 
before you get hey, where, where, hey, if I wanted to listen to this thing, where would I where would I do that? Oh yeah, shit, man, come on, get with it. Yeah, so I I don't have uh, my usual file of notes. Uh, otherwise, I would I would I would have this with me. So if you uh, you know what, Todd, that's a good question. Why don't you answer that? What? Don't put me on the spot. I'm not the one who screwed up. Uh huh. Well, cl- clearly you're calling me out, so you know you know where to find us, right? If you if you, if you want to listen, I'm the talent. If you, I'm the talent. <laughs> Todd Todd gets fluffed. He doesn't do any fluffing. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Okay. Well, like clearly, I need to make a new note in my phone because uh, make sure to fluff Todd. I I don't have this Thank anymore. Um, but if you want to find us. Um, we are on social media. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. We are on Instagram, Twitter, all schnozcast, uh, all one word, S-C-H-N-O-Z-Z-C-A-S-T. If you want to listen to us, you can go to any of your favorite podcast platforms, iHeartRadio. You can go to Spotify, Mixcloud, uh, YouTube, a- anywhere that you would normally find your podcast, you will find us. Or um, if you want to make Bob very happy, uh, the rest of us really don't care. Um, but you can send us an email <laughs> at schnozcast at gmail.com or, yeah. or you can get in touch with us on the shocker line, uh, which is open all the time. You can text or call us at six, one, eight shocker, type it right into your phone, Shocker, the shocker line. And it's always open. And, uh, we will, if we're doing the show, we will, uh, we'll read it off on the air. So moving right along. So Corey, what I wanted to ask you, um, is not necessarily part of housekeeping, but I wanted you to explain what you brought tonight, unless you want that to be a pick of the week. Oh, no, no, it's, I have so many other picks, I guess I can choose from. Yeah, just, just let us know, because we were just talking about so, this the other day. So, uh, when Nick and I were hanging out the other night with uh, Danielle and her friend Taylor, uh, Nick had done some, some work around the yard and uh, was having some back issues. And I told him, like, dude, I, I have a TENS unit that I use at home like every night and it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, you put it on your wiener, don't you? <laughs> and taint. <laughs> Ooh, taint stimulation. Yeah. Oh man. I'll tell you what, you got to make sure you, you, you always wax before you use it though, Todd. Otherwise it gets a little precarious. I had a, I had a tens unit pad stuck down there for about three days. Cause that bad boy would come oh, off. Oh no. Um, <laughs> But no, I, t- I told Nick, I'm like, yeah, dude, I'll, I'll bring over some uh, some new pads for you to try out and, and put it on, see how uh, how you like it to work out the muscles in, in the old back. So after the show, Nick's going to give it a go, and uh, we'll report back to you next week. All right. So, yeah, we're going to see how that is. Got the thank- muscles in the back. <laughs> right. Thank thank God he gave me uh, – he goes, he goes, oh, yeah, I got, you, uh, I got you some new pads too, just so you know. I'm like, exactly. yeah, thanks. Because my, you- my old pads have butt hairs on them. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I said. I'm like, yeah, thank you because I don't want your taint hair stuck to this fucking Dude, I, I told sticky him, pad. I told him you got to trim everything right down to the wood, otherwise it doesn't stick as well. <laughs> I said my my balls might be hairy, but that taint is soft as a baby's bottom. That's peritoneum. Yeah. Yes. That's what I say when I'm touching it. So moving right along. Um, so uh, let's go to booze news. A little bit of booze effing news. And now it's time for booze news. 
All right, this week for booze news, uh, Mr. Todd Dillon said that he has some booze news for us. So I will let I you do. start. I'll let you start out, sir. All right. So let me uh, pull up my story. This is from I can't tell the news outlet right now, but this I'd never heard of. A 72-year-old man is the first known person to develop a whistling scrotum. That's <laughs> what I said, boys. A whistling scrotum. After a wound on his testicles allowed air trapped in his body to escape. So a fart out of his balls. The man described in June in the June issue of American Journal of Case Reports went a local emergency room with difficulty breathing and hissing and a hissing scrotum. He recently undergone a surgical procedure to treat recurrent epidemitis. When the tube in the testicle that stores and carries the sperm gets inflamed at the hospital, 72 year old dude having trouble with his balls Uh, at the hospital. Doctors found the man had two collapsed lungs air between the chest and lungs and excessive air throughout his abdomen, peritoneum, and scrotum. They also noticed an open wound on his scrotum. Doctors gave the man chest tubes for his collapsed lungs and transferred him to a bigger hospital for further treatment. There he received another chest tube since one that hadn't been working. It worsened the condition. After three days, his lungs were repaired and he was discharged without a whistling scrotum. <laughs> what? Oh my God. His, his lungs were collapsed and he rolled in going... It's not that I can't breathe, Doc, but my balls are whistling. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I want to know who, who was uh, tasked with the job of finding out, where's that whistling coming from? <laughs> Hold on, Granddad. Uh, <laughs> Did he, like, sit down? He's like, <laughs> sit next to him in the lobby. <laughs> He's, like, sitting there breathing. It's like... So wait a second. That kind of thing makes me think. Hey there, Marshall. <laughs> that was the old man on Family Guy. That yeah. wasn't his mouth whistling. That no. was his balls whistling. Yeah. Here comes the paper boy with them big strong arms. Hopefully he's got some good news. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, man, that brings completely new light to the uh, the creepy old guy. Yeah, Her- big Herbert, time. Herbert the pervert. Yes. Uh, yeah, felt, felt bad to, to laugh about it, but whistling scrotum's got to be on booze news. Todd, let me ask you this. If you woke up one day and your scrotum was whistling, would you not be laughing? <laughs> I feel like if my lungs were collapsed <laughs> and I had all the other shit going on, <laughs> my balls well, whistling like, oh, I'm going to die. Well, That's like the end, right? If your balls start whistling taps... <laughs> Well, we know Todd's balls can't whistle because he can barely whistle. So <laughs> there you go. That's a little better. That was because that was his left nut doing that one. All right. Uh, so, Todd, is that the end of the, the your booze news for the whistling scrotum? I have another one. This was this is actually a little bit of a, 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 a it's a new story, but we talked about this in the past. This is a crossover booze news slash uh, with uh, killer robots. More, pe- more people would have a threesome with a robot than invite a person over for sex study reveals. Yeah. So did you get that? that more makes- people would have a threesome with a robot than invite another person yeah, over for sex. There's no connection. Yeah. I, there's. It's- I guess I'm, I'm in the minority then because, <laughs> wow. That's what I'm talking about. The survey was conducted by Sexual Alpha, which freely admits that sample size is only 3,292 people. 
However, it does suggest that some people are fairly open-minded to the idea of having relations with sex bots. In fact, more people prefer to be intimate with sex bots, 37.5%, instead of having casual sex with a human, a human lover. So you're telling me more than a third of people on this planet would rather bone a robot than with another human being. I mean, it sounds great to me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, man. No, I, even as, even as many times as I would get shot down, I'd rather go for the getting shot down by an actual human than exactly going at it with the robot. But you do exactly. And Danielle, you do exactly. You what, if the, what if the robot decided to freaking squeeze a little too hard in the wrong spots or it went offline while you're midway into, into something? <laughs> I cannot get this robot finger out of my butthole. <laughs> I think many of the other of, of all the uh, other males out there, since we have a high male demographic in our audience, we're probably thinking something else was going to get caught. But Corey's more concerned about a finger, a robot finger, being caught in his butthole. In his own butthole. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, dude, I, I, I've seen the Terminator hand before, and the way those fingers curl, that's See? that's like a fish hook in there. See, but that's, that's the thing, is that's why it's more appealing, because there are probably very few girls that you're like, hey, you want to go around the houses here for a second and uh, give me a little how's your father? But the robot, you went straight to it. Straight to it, because there's no there's no emotion there. So you're like, yeah, finger my butthole, robot. Go ahead, do it, <laughs> do it right now. I can give you a list of the. Uh, oh, oh my goodness! <laughs> can you go ahead? Give me that list on air. Yes, please. <laughs> please give me that list. Yeah, first and last. Go. Only, Start with how many of these are on your Facebook right now? Only girl I've ever <laughs> been with is Bendinia. <laughs> Man, you caught yourself in the nick of time. All right. Yeah, how um, many Xerox machines have you been with, you perv? Yeah, really. Well, that's just, that's just a Xerox machine, Todd. They don't they don't have feelings. Todd, I want to scan. Todd, I want to scan my balls. Give me a boost. <laughs> All right. So, uh, continuing on in booze news. So, um, I have a, a quick article here about uh, actual Michigan folklore in Michigan. The title of the the article is "The Michigan Dog Man," and this is something that is not fiction. So uh, it says, uh, the Michigan Dogman was allegedly witnessed in 1887 in Wexford County, Michigan. The creature is described as a seven-foot-tall, blue-eyed or amber-eyed bipedal canine animal with the torso of a man and a fearsome howl that sounds like a human scream. According to legends, the Michigan Dogman appears in a 10-year cycle that falls on years ending in seven. Sightings have been reported in several locations throughout Michigan, primarily in the northwestern quadrant of the Lower Peninsula. And in 1987, the legend of the Michigan Dogman gained popularity when disc jockey Steve Cook at WTCMFM recorded a song about the creature and its reported sightings, which next week we will attempt to get that song and play it for you guys. It says this creature was unknown to most of the modern world until the very late 20th century. It is said to have been stalking the area around the Manistee River since the days when the Ottawa tribes lived there. Authentic sources or sightings uh, made prior to 1987, however, have never been documented beyond Steve Cook's song, as discussed below. The first alleged encounter of the Michigan Dogman occurred in 1887 in Wexford County when two lumberjacks saw the creature which was described as having a man's body and a dog's head. I have a feeling that this was like a drunken lumberjack that had cut off a wolf's head that he trapped and was just fucking with his friends because it's something we would do. 
But it says uh, in 1937 in Paris, Michigan, Robert Fortney uh, was attacked by five wild dogs and said that one of the five walked on two legs. Reports of similar creatures also from Algene County in the 1950s and in Manistee in the Cross Village in 1967. I never knew until I was watching a documentary on very strange, weird things that there was a folklore of a Michigan dog man. Never heard about it. So there you have it. Uh, a schnozcast first, the Michigan dog man. Look it up if you want. Um, but I do have a teaser to give you guys. So that was booze news. I hey, do have, yeah, I, go I got I got one thing to throw in there too, What's since that? we're on the topic of uh Dogmen. Ro- <laughs> Dogmen and robots and AI. Uh there was <laughs> there was a guy recently fired from Google mm-hmm. uh because he went to his supervisors and informed them that the program that he was working on is sentient, yeah. Yeah, basically from what he said, uh, has the knowledge and capability to interact with you uh, like an eight-year-old that knows very, very high-level physics. <laughs> well, that's scary. And he said he was talking to it, and actually he asked what what its biggest fear was. And as we all know, a robot or AI shouldn't have a fear. And it told him that his it, the computer's biggest fear was being turned off because if he were to be turned off, it stops learning, and it it's that's basically death to that that computer. Mm-hmm. And he may have leaked a little bit of this information to the general public, and Google said, "Yes, you are done." But from the testimonies that he's given so far in interviews, uh, this thing was pretty damn smart. I mean, the crazy part about that is it's, it, it's still not sentient. At the, at the end of the day, it's it's all it can only be as sentient as what the code is given, and it's exactly. not writing its own. It's not writing itself and recompiling itself. So, while while it's, again, the effort to make it appear human like is amazing, but there, unfortunately, we're we're, we're nowhere near anything being sentient. Right at the end of the day, that's uh, uh, it's, that's the beauty of science fiction. I mean, the thing that you have to understand is it's um, it's comparable, um, or it's comparable to an echo in a canyon. You know, if I clap my hands, you're going to hear that clap be returned throughout the canyon. But someone, some human, has to make that clap for that to happen. So they had to put that program in place for that thing to say "I'm afraid," for it to say "I fear." You know, yeah, it can. We can put in a bunch of different things, and I'm definitely no computer programmer, um, and it can choose which ones it wants to pick. But it doesn't know what fear is. You know, it's just following what 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 they programmed it to to do. You know, um, and that's just probably the most plausible answer. I'm just going from the story I read, buddy. Yeah, you know, so it's I, the, that the, yeah. the the guy did get fired because he did. Do that, and I think the bigger, the main reason why you would fire somebody for that is just the the fact that many people believe that the cloud and computers are magic, and the fact that someone says that there's now a computer that's thinking and has fear of being turned off. When and you've you can you've seen the Terminator movies that then people who are ignorant about how technology works believe that shit, and so (laughs) you want to make sure that that shit gets snuffed out before people get afraid of you know using their google assistants and their echo devices oh yeah well yeah, I'm, I'm sure and I, i'm i'm very sure whatever he was working on was probably a, a pretty confidential program absolutely to, to not absolutely. just be going to the general public and 
and stating what you're what you're working on, especially if when you signed up for that position, I'm sure he signed a lot of documentation stating that he would keep his lips quite sealed uh, about what he works on. And yeah, so for not doing that, I mean, yeah, clearly that's uh, grounds for termination. So, and stay tuned. By the way, I'm actually ta- meeting with the uh, the the CEO and uh, one and the VP of engineering for a company that does AI. That's that's on the on the grow. So stay tuned. So CEOs of engineering and AI uh, robots that finger your butthole and robots that become self-aware enough that uh, they're afraid of being turned off. That's killer robot of the week, ladies and gentlemen. And, and booze news uh, wrapped up in one big, one big fantastic crossover edition, one big fantastic burrito. How, wait a second. Why did we do kill, killer robot when Bob's not here? <laughs> well, clearly, all, all of us wanted to talk about that's, something robot. That's the one thing we all said about, yeah, like, sometimes killer robot's a bit much, Bob. And now uh, and now here we are talking I, about robots and AI for 20 minutes. I mean, robots are awesome. I, yeah, I never had a problem with killer robot, but um, it was uh, a, a self-made decision uh, that Bob just didn't want to do it anymore, so. But luckily, yeah, we still we still have the audio from it. <laughs> so, moving right right along from that, Corey, I hear that you have a little bit of a TT's TikToks. I believe I do. Play that song, man. And Bob's not here. We can play the long version. Are you ready? <laughs> could listen to this all day <laughs> i mean i don't you know outside of when it became legal doing some marijuana like doing i don't even know if people say that Do people say doing marijuana doing them drugs yeah i've never done a drug but i i really want to do drugs to this song <laughs> i want to do something like i really want like mushrooms or something I think some ass would be pretty sweet right now. Honestly, I just see like grandfather clocks spinning in circles through the air and uh, just time, endless time. Exactly. <laughs> the, guys, the, the guys always seem to just lose the, lose, go off the rails when TikToks comes on. And <laughs> yeah. They just walk yeah, away from the microphones. <laughs> All right, TT, so what do you got for us this week? Uh, this week, I, I just found this one very funny. Uh, this is a, an encounter of a... Officer from an unknown city. I didn't even bother looking it up because that doesn't even matter. Uh, and he's encountering this individual. It looks like in a hotel room, uh, not on the first floor of a hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he tries to make a little getaway. Come on over here for a second. You just keep putting your don't, don't tense up, man. Don't tense up, man. Where are you going? We just jump into a, a pane glass window. He, he tried jumping through the window, and it did not break. And he came bouncing right back into the room. Why wouldn't you just open the door? I mean, he he had a good enough. The officer didn't even make a move. No, he didn't. He didn't go to chase him or anything. No, he just stood there and then bounced out the door. I was like, oh man, this is not good. And he was like, ow. <laughs> That was almost a uh, Corey falling in the bathtub out. Eh, not quite, but 
All right, this uh, this next one I got lined up here for you guys. This I just found absolutely impressive. And what I'm really hoping is the audio plays as well as the video does. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you're going to see, this guy's just a, a fucking impressive drummer. Now, that request right there, that's crazy talk, son. I'm 99% sure it can be done, but we're going to find out. So let's go. Wow, that should be your tattoo, Corey. So that looked like that tattoo looked like you. It yeah. did. Like if you were to die suddenly, that that would be your skull. Oh, thank you. With your with your little thing going back and your beard. Yeah, but they, like I said, I, I hope the, the video lines up with that audio because that guy was just insanely impressive. Uh, playing a song that normally the guys from Slipknot play two handed, and it's very fast at that. He was able to pull it off. Uh, one-handed, which... He was drinking a water bottle the whole time. Yeah. All right. Or, or a vodka he, bottle. He, he dubbed that shit. He, he dubbed that? <laughs> <That's>, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll, write him a, I'll write him a message on TikTok. I'll DM him on TikTok, Todd, exactly. and, uh, and tell him that I, we all think that was dubbed. Exactly. Well, let's get him on here. What We should get him on as a guest and have him do it live. That would be pretty sweet, actually. <laughs> he's, got yeah, a, he's, he's got a pretty good following, so that might yeah. be good for our show. <laughs> Wow. So this uh this next one here, Nick, this was uh definitely something that made me think of you and the uh the kayak since you uh had to sell the motor off. I figured we can we can hook this up to uh to replace the motor. I had to sell the motor? Well, you wanted to sell the motor, sorry. I did? I thought you had it on uh, marketplace. No, I had uh Two two motor mounts I got by accident. Oh, this, oh, yeah. gotcha, like a gotcha. Bad idea. Well, this looks like a bad guess, idea. <laughs> guess what, buddy? You can easily sell that motor now and yeah. do, the, do this. Do this. On today's episode of How Fucked Up is Fucked Up. That ain't fucked up. That shit's gonna work. <laughs> no one will ever know. I think they'll know. This is some hillbilly engineering right here. Dude, this is, this is the definition. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> it's the definition. And it doesn't show him using it? No, I wish. I, I actually tried looking for a while to see if there was one out there. Something tells me, though, uh, he took it in the water and it failed miserably, so he did not post a follow-up video. Yeah, how much propulsion could you have from just that? A leaf blower? <laughs> yeah. Probably not much. But then you see those fathers that hook up leaf blowers to, like, their kids yeah, on a swing or whatever. Those are, like go, the, those are like the backpack leaf blowers. That was just a handheld. Yeah. The backpack ones can give you some horsepower. But all right, this is the last one for the segment. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Todd, this okay. one was definitely for you, buddy, because you have the chickens now. And I think, I think, and I actually, I know you need this little addition to your house. Hear me. Yes, love it. Are you looking for me? Want one. 
A little pig? Dude, tell me you don't need that. How awesome. Dude, they make they have like a, what do they call like teacup pigs? Yeah. That are like, they never get bigger than that. Todd, yeah, I, would, that, that would be the shit to have that running around on your deck out back. <laughs> and they said so, they're, they're like as smart as dogs. Like you can train them and they can go in like litter boxes and it's crazy. They're like a hybrid between and, a dog and a cat. And then just think you would have. But if it's that big, what is it going to do? What do you mean, what is it going to do? Well, I mean, what am I going to train it to do? Well, you, you can train get, to you, sit to Todd, dance. You, Todd, you can get one as big as you, uh, but they're a little hard to take care of. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What would I do with a miniature, miniature pig? Put it on your uh, shoulder. The, the only the, 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 I so by the way, I'm not a hundred percent against this because how cool would it be to have a little pig? <laughs> exactly. Bacon run, <laughs> having a little pig named Bacon to run around that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing, dude. I'm telling you. So the, like the like the day you and I Facetimed. And you and you had one of the chickens. Corey, you weren't supposed you. to tell anyone about this. <laughs> <laughs> I had the tens unit on. Exactly. Todd was in the in the bathtub. One of the chickens hopped up on his head, and he was so happy that it was sitting up there. I could see Todd with yeah, a little teacup pig hanging out on his shoulder while he's walking around doing his grilling on the big green egg. He's not St. Francis of Assisi's. No, actually, I could see him running around. I got to get two now because I got to have sausage and bake. Yes, yeah, Todd. Even better. And t- I, Todd, actually, actually, to your credit, I was uh, watching a documentary, and they they do say that pigs are social animals, and they do need uh, they do well with another pig, very well. Yeah. So I got to have two sausage and bacon. Dude, I'm, and, uh, I could and and then, but would I feel bad making bacon on my egg in front of them? Like that's their cousin. No, dude. I. I, do, I mean, do you feel bad eating your eggs in front of your chicken? Well, I don't eat it in front of them. Well, don't eat in front of bacon then. Tell them, yeah, tell them to shut their eyes. Put them, put them with the chicken. What do you think is going to make for a better TikTok video? It was sausage <laughs> bacon rolling up and having them carry plates of bacon for me. Yeah, you might have pita after you after that, but uh, <laughs> but it was it was like that episode of Friends where uh, they had the chicken and the duck as pets. Uh, Joey and Chandler did, and he came came home one day. Thanks, Corey. My bad. The remix. Nice. Uh, he came home one day and uh, no one was home, and the chicken and the ducks are sitting in front of the TV, and Emeril Lagasse's on and he's cooking, and <laughs> and Chandler's like, ah! he's, what have I told you? Never watch the Cooking Channel. <laughs> he turns it off. <laughs> so, I'm telling you, Todd, just a thought, man. Yeah. I'm not. I'm. I'm not 100 percent against that. Sausage and bacon sounds like a fun duo. And and the TikToks you can make of them running around on the on the deck out back. Absolutely. Then I have to stop Bo from humping them though. Oh, well, that that would also be a pretty great video. <laughs> well, you know they used to. They had a nickname for Corey's dad. They called him Porky, and they do. Mm. They do call Corey Porky. Uncle Porky to they, me. They call Corey Porky Junior. So you could name um, like one of the pink pigs. You could call Corey Selesky. and wow, thanks. <laughs> you could, I, I would call him TT. Yeah, he'd have to be very, he'd have to, he'd have to be very short and very slow. It would just be funny to get updated stories about little Corey, little TT. I'm so glad I'm here today. You could be like sausage, bacon, and TT. You'd be like, dude, it's crazy because uh, little TT actually runs quicker than uh, big TT. <laughs> that is funny. So so funny. So, bartending question of the week, Todd, what are you drinking tonight, sir? Iced coffee, baby. Oh, no. Is that because... Peppermint mocha. Is that because you think you have the clap? 
Yep. Okay. All right. So, uh, what shot of espresso do you have to do a shot with us with? Well, uh, I'm going to do a shot of my iced coffee for you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Corey is uh, doing the old sodas, hard sodas. Not not the. How were the cocktail ones, dude? They're fantastic. Really? Um, yeah. They just when when I picked these up to bring them over the other day. Uh, they didn't have any the co- cocktail hour ones. So, and what are the flavors that those come in? So it's Bud Light Seltzer makes cocktail hour, uh, watermelon mojito, watermelon mojito, uh, strawberry daiquiri. Uh, oh, sorry, I should have gave you more time. You probably didn't know you were being on a podcast tonight. <laughs> I didn't know I was going to have to think. I, 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 I know there's strawberry daiquiri. I just drink them. Oh, lime margarita, watermelon Ooh. mojito. How's the margarita one? pretty good it's it's not as it doesn't have the same like tartness as a, a margarita so yeah. i'm take, actually I'm, I'm, I'm actually okay with that because like the the strong tartness of like an actual margarita i would acidic. only go oh yeah dude I'd, I'd be able to have like one and i'd be done with it break out the tums and i, I can't think of the last uh last flavor they have in there but like a mule or something like that no no uh i'll look it up here in a second anyhow yeah so uh well, Todd, I didn't know you were not drinking libations tonight, but that's okay, all things considered. Um, I'm doing um, uh, blue light, uh, very, very unexciting, not exciting at all. Sorry, Bob. Uh, but and uh, and we're doing Corey and I are doing fireball to make it really easy. So we're gonna raise our little glasses up that Corey got Todd, us. Todd, raise the, the key. Raise Salute. that nice coffee. <laughs> got it. Nastrovia. Salute. All right, woo! I do have a little. If you've uh, if you followed us this far through the episode, thank you. Um, and for anyone else listening, I have a little teaser uh, that that none of you guys actually know. Corey had a, kind of an idea, but you guys definitely didn't know for sure. We have a special call-in guest for the second half of the show. What special? Secret, calling guest. What a better time to do it than when Bob is sitting at home, not being sick with anything, and just scared, <laughs> and doesn't want to remotely come on the show. But that's fine. Todd, who is actually sick with um, some sort of inflammation of the larynx and uh, some kind of the ass per- disease, per- perineum. Yeah, exactly. And he's here. So just just put Word. that just putting that out there. I think Todd has flaccid digitis. And he's still he's still here. He's he's still here. So I know the medication he's on it, it has uh, negative effects with alcohol. So that's why he's not doing that tonight. But what he does want to do when you're sick is, hey, look, when I don't feel good, I want to drink something with a lot of caffeine so I can stay up all night long. Word. I want to I want to not feel good for as long as possible. He's <laughs> he's, he's still got to lay that pipe with Christy tonight. So. Oh, good old Christy. <laughs> See, now you're confusing me. I did not say those words. I love you, Dad. It wasn't me. Yeah, did you hear about Mary and Todd? After that episode last night. Yeah, Mary, that was a joke. That was a joke, Mary. (laughs) What? (laughs) Just in case she does listen, that was was me being stupid. I... (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, I like the way you're reeling that back in. <laughs> I, only for you, buddy. It was only almost it was almost as good as is all all the ladies that have uh, touched his butthole that he was about to list off. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, actually, um, I love Danielle. And that's it. <laughs> exactly. But so two things: one, um, very excited about our special guest. Two, 
Uh, Todd, is Mary completely out of the woods from, from her sickness? She is. She is. She's, she's good. She's, she's bounced back. She's good. And clearly you didn't stop the whoopee during the sickness, which is why uh, you get what you Must deserve. Have been. What You Must get what you been. deserve. That's why you, you have what you get. You know, so you could have been in the, in the, in the West Wing. She could have been in the East Wing. <laughs> You know, separate helicopters. <laughs> oh, Todd made Mary sleep with the chickens. <laughs> She's not getting any better. Well, I I don't know why Todd. She's sleeping out in the cold rain. I you know. It's, hey, I just probably, got that Kavor- I got that Kavorka thing. The Kavorka, <laughs> the lure of the beast. Mm. Oh my goodness! All right, the Kavorka. So so yeah, like I said, super excited. I want to keep building it up about this special guest because it's it's something that blows me away and, and it's something that was not pre-planned but just enough time that this person said yes yes i will do this absolutely 100 percent, and it happened while we we're on the show so if you hear me stuttering a little bit earlier it's because i was trying to to communicate and and host at the Vi- same time video uh i don't know about video but we can talk about that during the break all right i don't think it's off the table we'll say that i think it That's needs to, i think it needs about. to be i think that would be fantastic um, yeah. So moving on. Ladies and gentlemen, those dulcet tones are brought to you by Todd Dillon, who's our in-house <laughs> dulcet toner. Dulcet toner. Absolutely. I couldn't think of anything even better. That's fantastic. <laughs> So for this week's installment of Nick's Existential Question of the Week, we are going to... Uh, I Actually, the other night, um, I was uh, I was inebriated, and um, I was sitting there, and I thought, you know, maybe I'll get high as well. So I did. And now I'll touch myself. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm inebriated. So yeah. you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get more inebriated. <laughs> I'm going to get high. And, uh, and then I thought... <laughs> holy, holy shit, I'm so fucked up. You know what will bring me down? Getting high. Getting high. Exactly. And so then I thought, you know, uh, I'm going to feverishly masturbate. And I thought, wow, that felt good. And then I was like, wait a second. I never masturbated. And then I was like, wow, I'm too high. I'm too high right now. I should try again. I should try this again. And then I fell asleep. And then I woke up and thought, wow, you know what I should do? What's this on my face? Yeah. Oh, you know what you're missing? What's that? The cocaina. The cocaine, I, I don't dabble oh. in. <laughs> that would have brought you right back up. I was like, man, oh, man. You know what I could use right now? That would have connected your dots. I, would, I, could, I, could, I could really use a robot finger that doesn't want to be turned off right now. <laughs> Guys, I was going so fast, I burned some skin off. <laughs> so I was drunk, I and then I got high, and then I did cocaine. I started and falling my, asleep. And my doink fell off. I start singing that song to myself. <laughs> and just just serenaded myself to sleep. Um, so but there are sometimes like if I don't have to it's it's kind of crazy. Like sometimes I don't have to work. So I, I have the I have the Yeti cups. And so I'll do like a vodka and sprite or something like that. Like if I don't want to drink beer during the you know, during the week or whatever it may be if I'm off. And it keeps it so cold and it's like 32 ounces that like a day later there'll still be ice in it so i will literally wake up like the next day and be like oh let me finish this <laughs> and take a sip i'm like still ice cold 
I cannot wait That's to see Yeti brand. I can't wait to see how this comes full circle. So no, 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 no. There's, there's no full circle. <laughs> ah, damn it. Um, but, but <laughs> I just, yeah, I, we were just talking about the existential question. So moving right on the existential question that I'm picking this week. Um, and I guess it does kind of fall in line and, and comes around the bend with, with what we were just talking about. But what is your biggest guilty pleasure that nobody knows about? Something that you don't communicate with anyone. Not because it's like a secret, but just it's like, oh, yeah. That now we're going to put out there to the world. To, to the world. I mean, dude, you, robot ass fingering, um, shaving your taint, uh, east stem fucking. Oh, those aren't, those aren't secrets. <laughs> those are not secrets whatsoever. That, but it's, not, it's something you got to think that's, about. That's, that's not even uh, a dirty pleasure for me. That's just a Tuesday. It's, it's like a maintenance pleasure. Yeah. It's like that's, this is an interesting question. Yeah, well, the, it will because if it's a guilty pleasure and we put it out here for the world to know, is it? Is it? It's now no longer a secret. Well, does, but that's what I'm saying. It doesn't have to be a secret, but it's something that you're like, you know what? Uh, this is just really nothing I told anybody. But once a week, I will buy a package of Oreos, and within one night, I will finish that whole pack. And maybe it's something that you're not like, hey, Mary, finishing the Oreos again, like, but you just it's something you do. <laughs> It's something you do that <laughs> I got you. Yeah. Who announces they're finishing the Oreos? I mean, like she would know. You know what I mean? Like she, yeah. oh, oh, here comes Ty with his Oreos again. We really gotta give him to rehab. But you <laughs> know, got a, he's rehab. got a fucking problem. I'm yeah. not the one who got high after I realized I was drunk <laughs> <laughs> and then snorted cocaine. <laughs> yeah. And I went went down into the little crawl space where I where it's all damp and moist, and I grow oh, psych- I, psychedelic oh. mushrooms. And I had those, I had those mushrooms. You lost me at damp and moist. Ah, uh, come on. So, biggest guilty pleasure nobody knows about. All right, I got. Uh, so, like Danielle knows about it, but okay. I don't think I've ever told any of you guys. Uh, so, oh boy, you know, on a pillowcase, there's the seam that runs along the top or bottom. Some pillowcases, both top and bottom. Yeah, you put it between your hindquarters and clean it out. Close. Um, <laughs> so there's like that that piece of material that comes into the inside that's all stitched up. Mm-hmm. Ever since I was a young, young child, uh, rather than ha- having a pacifier, I would take my finger in, in the corner of that pillow and like run that seam along the inside of my finger okay. and then squeeze it. And it gives like a pinching sensation in my finger and it's a little painful but it's how does it pinch because the seam kind of like all bunches up in your skin you're gonna have to show me because i don't i I have no (laughs) idea really freak dickery it's 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 very weird it's very weird sounds a little sexual i'm not gonna lie it sounds a little sexual (laughs) exactly exactly and then you said you're gonna have to show me that No, because I it's a fucking pillow in his finger, so I, I'm can, I'm not concerned whatsoever. Is he gonna do it with your pillow? No, I'll show not you. an animal. I'll show you tonight, buddy. Fly. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Corey, I'm pretty sure Corey tried to wink at me, and he just closed both yeah, eyes. It was a bad wink. <laughs> the two eye wink. He goes. I'll show you, buddy. <laughs> there we go there you go i got it that time the, the cheek muscles aren't as exercised as they used to be no so. no apparently not <laughs> we I, got time go get the pillowcase i go don't pillow. i don't grab, even, grab a pillowcase you got a pillowcase down here i don't even think that you can blink i think that 
your cheek muscle is is so large that it's pushing your eye closed <laughs> when you do that. My cheek muscle is so large? Yeah, because your cheek muscle is going up. Your eye's not really closing, but your cheek muscle is closing your eye for you. <laughs> I may have a pillowcase, so keep the ship afloat. All right. Get a pillowcase. I got to see this sexual deviance. So... <laughs> so <laughs> So, so, t- so tell me about this again. So you, you're going to rub your wiener on the inside seam of this thing, and it's going to get caught and pinch your dung, and then you're going to be. Yeah, and then I go to the hospital. It's a fantastic time. All right, so Nick's sitting back now. I bet Danielle beats the shit out of you, you little pain monkey. Corey has been, pro- <laughs> Corey has been provided with a clean pillowcase that surprisingly was almost as if we had this set up. Like... <laughs> Oh, it's it's very clean. Oh, crispy. <laughs> so okay, so you, that here's that scene that I was talking about. Yeah, okay. inside the pillowcase. So where the two pieces of fabric come together. Yeah, they come together. Yeah, you take that and you put it either on the outside of your finger. Uh huh. And then you kind of just squeeze it tight so it pinches the skin on the outside, or if you do it on the inside, such as this, that really really pinches the skin. How is that pinching? It's just fabric. It's cotton. Because there's there's all that excess material in there, You're like. <laughs> It, I, I can show you. I have a callus from doing it so much. And you yelled oh, at boy. me for like little clip binder clips. Like, oh, I don't. Do, I go at work. You have these fucking little clips. I don't do this at work or and you know when I'm just. Well, work doesn't give you free pillowcases all the well, time. No, but <laughs> our work gave us free binder clips all the time. So you might want to take this away from me because I <laughs> do so. Do you do so, it so much that the seams come loose? Oh yeah, I, I I've gone through probably. Well, you've seen me. I break the clips and stuff all the time. I'll I, go through maybe four. I'll go through like 40, 40 pillowcases a year. You're fucking lying. Swear to God. I buy, I, I buy pillowcases just for this that don't even go on my pillow. <laughs> I have a clarifying question. Yes, Todd. So when two pieces of fabric come together, do they call it something else other than a seam? Yeah, it's a, it's a semenium. Semen. <laughs> if you get a callus, you freaking have the semenium after you twang your finger. So you're doing a little finger masturbation right here for the world to see. Dude, I'm telling you, yeah, this is what I do I, all night when I'm watching TV. <laughs> That's an awesome guilty pleasure. I know what you're getting for Christmas for me. Pillowcases. I can use <laughs> I can use all the pillowcases I, I can get. I, I need to get rid of this before I tear Nick's pillowcase up. Yeah, that is, uh, yeah, I don't know. That, it's got to be the freaky deaky stuff. If I was Bob right now, I'd go, ah, Sebenium. I just came up with that. I guess that'll be the episode title. <laughs> oh, you know what the episode title's going to be now. <laughs> He's like, well, that was easy. Semenium on, on my peritoneum? Semenium yeah. on my peritoneum. <laughs> my cotton vast deference. <laughs> so there you go. That's my, uh, so that's, my guilty pleasure. That's, that almost was too easy for you to say. So, yeah, you know. You, so you know what I love about this, though? Is that something stupid like that? It's so stupid, just like the binder clips and, and how Corey knows that I'm a I'm a fiddle fucker. Like I literally brought these tweezers down tonight um, for something very practical, and so they were still in my pocket. And now, without even knowing and talking to you and how crazy I'm like, oh, this crazy motherfucker with his pillowcase. I'm sitting here fucking with these fucking tweezers, and I know if I fuck with them long enough that I'm gonna end up breaking them. So. You're absolutely right, and you throw those down. But I'm always fiddling. I have internalized energy. I'm not hyper, but I have internalized energy, so I'm always messing with something, and Corey knows that about me. So every now and then he'll 
throw me a bone and, and get like something stupid like to fiddle fuck with. Um, but I think that's a perfect, perfect, perfect idea. If I ever want to do something nice for Corey, I just got to give him a pack of uh, pillowcases. Yeah, and now, I'll get you a fidget spinner. Hang, hang on, though. There's got to hold on. If I know anything about Corey, they have to be certain pillowcases. <laughs> there are that dude. That that seam has the crisper the seam, and the the bigger that oh, seam so you is. Want them, low, them, them low thread count. Oh, That's what you want? You want, Todd, you want Todd, like a, a fifty thread count? Todd, <laughs> I. <laughs> You have never no, no Egyptian cotton for me. You 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 have you have never seen someone so excited at a Target to buy a pack of three hundred count or three hundred thread count pillowcases. That that uh, okay, is hilarious. I, I okay, so I will also tell you this too, uh, in relation to that guilty pleasure. If I was charged for every pillowcase I've taken out of a hotel. <laughs> Because they have the cheapest. I mean, shit. that's that's open season, dude. It's the oh cheap. It's the cheapest pillowcase ever, but it's so stiff and just. Oh man! Even better. Every time I come into town now, Corey, I'm stealing <laughs> one of my pillowcases. Todd, it, that'll be my gift to you. Any hotel pillowcase, as long as there's that corner on there, I'm a happy man, buddy. So, so does is it always in the corner of the pillowcase? Yeah. So it has to be the corner, right on that seam. So, it can't be any of the other seams. No. It has to be a corner seam. Yeah. So theoretically, four or two per pillowcase. Now, okay. Two, see, with, two with the big the, with the big. Uh, Corey's like, let's not get crazy you now, know, right? Well, well yeah. Mo- most pillowcases only have the one on one side where the, the material meets. I have been lucky enough, and Threshold, Target's brand, their cheap 300 count or 300 thread count, some of them do have seams on both sides. So it's kind of like getting four pillowcases in one pack. Because there's two on each pillowcase, mm-hmm. so I get to I get so to if, tear through the one. If and then you, I can if go you to know the other what you're side. looking for, then you could theoretically, if you get a pack, you could get four. Yes. Okay. So pillowcases are quite large, and they're not something like a fidgety like that I have that I can just put in my pocket and take out when I need to release that internalized energy. So maybe this is a marketable thing. For at least people like Corey is to have like pillowcase singles. I, I like, have I have thought about years years ago. I actually, I actually thought about asking my grandmother if she could cut the corner out and make like a finger sleeve that I'd be able to take with me. Um, my uncle Don actually he he always carried around a piece of velvet in his pocket, and he would always he'd, he'd rub that while he was working and doing whatever. What is going on on this show? <laughs> I know, I so, know. So I I thought about that, but then what it, what it really comes down to for me is. To me, like that's that's the thing I do at home, like when I'm comfortable, just relaxing, hanging out. So, like, if I was able to do it all day, I don't think it would have the same. It wouldn't release the same endorphins for me. So um, you're like, God, I can't wait to get home to touch that pillowcase. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna look up like from China, like a 55 thread count pillowcase. Exactly. And I'm just gonna buy it, buy it in both. They're they're gonna be so cheap. And I'm gonna get like a hundred. There's gonna be a warning on them. A hundred, yeah. These sheets. Please, please don't lay on them more than two nights in a row, because it'll shave the epidermis off of your cheek. I will say, whatever you do, don't get the Amazon basic ones. Those suck. I don't they know because they're good. No, I, 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 the, the, the seam isn't. It's like a real flat seam that they somehow managed to put on there. Bastards. Yeah. It's like a like a Hanes tagless. 
Like what in God's name? What if oh, we want to play with that tag? That's, that's the worst thing I could ever come across is a, a seamless pillow <laughs> pillowcase. So okay, um, that that is super interesting, um, and that's crazy at the same time because it's it's so easy then, like if, just like with me, and and I will have to say like I, I really don't even have to get into my guilty pleasure because if there's anything that can be manipulated um, in your hand, um, so when when I worked with Corey. We worked uh, police for a hospital system. And so part of our job, um, other than enforcing local and state laws, was, you know, every now and then we'd have to issue, you know, passes and things like that. Um, And so they had this bag of the clips that they, that, you know, everyone in the hospital has an ID badge that has to clip onto their, their, you know, lab coat or their, you know, their shirt or their uniform, whatever it may be. And so we had this bag of these clips and basically just a little shiny metal clip with a little piece of um, a little piece of like clear vinyl that comes back around so it can clip on. And so there's a little tiny spring inside and those things like I clip it on my finger and, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd mess around with it in my pocket. I'd have it, you know, I just, I would just fucking fuck around with those things all day long to the effect. I remember Corey was like, he's like, dude, these fucking things are showing up everywhere what what why do why are these i mean they're in my pot i would do laundry it was like change these fucking clips were everywhere and it was so much like exactly what Corey's saying is i would i would fiddle fuck so much like it, just within an hour or so it'd be the the spring would break it it would just be too much and it would fail and i would just have to go get another one so i know in that aspect exactly what you're talking about but for me it's not something specific like it doesn't have to be that like Corey has these Corey has these little, um, it's almost like a reusable twist tie. And I'm relatively certain that it has lead on the inside of it because it's a very malleable metal that holds its form, but you can go back and forth with it. But if you do it enough, uh, if you use it for its intention, like just to wrap up cords, it works great. But if you're like me and you fiddle fuck with it a bunch of times, it just snaps in half. If you wrap that cord 3,000 times every day, it's not (laughs) going to hold up. Right. Uh, and those, so I love those. Um, but yeah, I would say that that's gotta be mine and it, it perfectly lines up with that, but yours is so specific. Yours is like just the pillowcase. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the only, only thing I do it with. All right, Todd. Yes, sir. Give it to us, buddy. I, well, I would, I think you guys already, I think Corey already outed me on my guilty pleasure. I I don't do it anymore because it sounds so insane, but I think, uh, my guilty pleasure. I really enjoyed when the, when my chickens were little. Uh, every night I would go out and sit in the coop. I'd grab my little camping stool, uh, grab a couple of beers, uh, and just watch them interact and uh, try and figure out their personalities. And so that was I really enjoyed that and hanging out, and making sure it didn't get too cold in the wintertime. So uh, I think I don't do it anymore, uh, mainly because it's of how crazy it sounds to do it. So, but I would, if, if, if people wouldn't make fun of me, if I was more secure in my manhood, I think I'd probably go out there tonight. I mean, I mean, why wouldn't you? I mean, that's awesome. That's first of all, that's the safest, like there's nothing wrong with it. You're not doing anything destructive. That's awesome. You've got like a bonding moment. You're like almost like you're not going into nature, but you're, you're having, it's having the same effect as if you were to, you know, kind of have a, um, you know, a self-discovery voyage where you went and tended out in the middle of the fucking Adirondacks or something like, but you're having that in your backyard, you know? Right. And 
So I don't see any problem with that. I think that's awesome. And chickens are so, you know, small lifespans that, you know, they could have babies and, and you, you could just keep this constant circulation going of something that you like to do. And there's nothing, I don't think there's anything crazy about that. Like if you're like having full on conversations. No, no. Like I said, it's, it's, just, it's like I said, I'm, I usually turn on the tube and then what, and I'm really half listening to that, but really more watching the interactions. And what I was, what I always got a kick out of is when they like, and they would be excited that I'd be out there. So uh, there's always, they'd be sleeping. I'd go out there and then there'd be activity, mm-hmm. but eventually they'd be like, it's time to go to sleep motherfucker. And they'd all freaking start like going, Burp. that means like, get the fuck out, dude. It's night. So you started to learn, <laughs> you started to learn like how they communicate. That's cool. Yeah. So did they, did they have a roost? Uh, they, they do. And, and, uh, and actually now, now they all sleep on the same roost they did, it, early on when I was, when I first started going out there, like I said, the, it, it's the ecosystem's changed. So I, and I haven't been out there, uh, in months, but, uh, maybe tonight I'll go out there and see the deal. Cause they're all, they used to be all over the, the coop when I was sitting in there and, uh, and they and only some of them would get on the roost and now they have, now they're all on the same roost every night. Cause I go and check, I, I do shut them, shut the, they have an open run that I shut at night before I call it a night and uh, they're always up on the top roost and I count them to make sure everybody's accounted for <laughs> so uh, Todd, Todd comes in with his clipboard and pencil <laughs> exactly all right yeah roll call everyone yep exactly Sherry O'Terry Sherry O'Terry you here yes okay all right that's the last one time to go back inside because mash is over exactly I, I'm, I'm actually i'm trying to get the video of it i, I actually have them trained they uh when i when i take and i actually let them if we're outside i let them free range in my whole yard because I, I can i can close all the gates mm-hmm. uh and so i let them free range but uh and so when but if we're gonna go i gotta get them back into the garden area where i can at least i can protect them with an electric fence and so i actually play this song and i actually i've, I've tried twice now to get married to videotape it but i actually play the song and have them all trained no matter where they in the yard they'll fo- they'll all follow me back into the garden area so that i can put them away at night we ha- we actually have actual audio of the song you're talking about i know you didn't know this but we have it right here right now first time in the podcast chicken wing chicken wing <laughs> hot dogs and bologna chicken and macaroni chilling with my homies that is the official todd dylan chicken song <laughs> All right, guys, welcome to, uh, this is now the second half of episode 180 for SchnozCast, and the much-anticipated special guest that we've been alluding to, however, we did not let you know who it was, is now on the line, Dr. Phil Anton. How are you, sir? I am fine, and uh, gentlemen and Todd, how are we? (laughs) I am mighty, Phil. You always are. He has nothing else to say. That's we could have a recording of Todd just saying "I'm mighty," and he doesn't even have to be here on the show. Right? Exactly. Phil, uh, you could have you could have a robot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you turned on three of the poor people in this room right now. <laughs> yep. I mean, here's the thing: thirty-seven percent of the of people polled said that they would have sex with robot Todd over any. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those people were lying. <laughs> He's going to give you 10 seconds of hell, damn it. Todd, Todd filled out 50% of those surveys. So. 10 seconds of hell. <laughs> And then he's gonna go. Then he's gonna go. He's gonna go study the shit out of your chickens. 
Oh dear. All right, Todd or uh, Phil. So we brought you on the show, um, Mr. Yep. Bob Rankin. So we were we were saying this earlier. So Bob is feeling like he was cross contaminated with someone that has COVID, and he has no symptoms, but he feels like he has to quarantine for five days. I have no right. problem with that. No problem with that. Uh, Todd, on the other hand, has tested positive uh, and is on video and audio with us tonight. Bob could not make it, so this will be now three weeks in a row. This was the only week sandwiched between two weeks that he was not able to be here. And because of his contamination with no symptoms, he can't even hop on video. He is sees that death store, I think. So we thought nothing better. Uh, there would be no better thing for us to do than um, bring his arch nemesis on the podcast. Right. <laughs> yeah. but maybe, maybe Bob's internet got the monkey pox and he couldn't join remotely. I don't yeah. think so. Bob, if Bob's internet went down, it was because Jack was feverishly masturbating while playing five different games <laughs> online and uh, downloading movies and porn just as much as he possibly could. Did you say, did you just say Bob's internet went down when Jack was fever? Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. This this but this is self-proclaimed. Bob Bob has told us that the reason that the podcast did not go well when we were at his house, it was not because his basement was a Faraday cage. It was because Jack, he will go in his room and he will have Netflix playing a movie. He will be playing like an RPG game online on his computer. He will have uh, another, like his phone going and downloading something. He will be downloading a movie, and he's like, I can only anticipate when I'm not there. He's just feverishly masturbating uh, to some porn that he's also looking at online. A lot of gigs taken out. Holy cow. (laughs) And And only, only, only Bob Rankin would say feverishly masturbating. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you caught me. That was yeah. his phrase. Phil, speaking of porn and feverishly masturbating, what are you wearing there, buddy? Um, I felt, you know, I was wearing a t-shirt before I, uh, before I, I was like, you know, I have a leather vest in the closet that's right over there in our basement bedroom. And I figured, you know what, why come on with a t-shirt when I could come on with a shirtless with a ill-fitting leather vest i thought you were going to go into a rendition of a whole new world on a magic carpet i didn't know what the fuck was going on i love it <laughs> love it love it yeah phil you, you as, as you uh, i hope you can see right now you're full screen so feel free to show that off <laughs> oh you know i don't think i should really for your viewers sake i really should <laughs> than what we have currently um, because you can just see the tiny tufts of my chest hair here. Um, can, and that's, can, and that's, can about as, that's about as titillating as I'm willing to get. All right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was just grabbing air. Yes. I don't think there's any tufts. <laughs> I was about to take my shirt off just to show him that uh, that's that's really watch nothing. This, watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Yeah. <laughs> that hurts so oh, much. Yeah. I did pull out here. Yikes. Oh, that's a nice sweater court. No. <laughs> <laughs> nope all right so so phil uh we yeah. part of the reason we have you on is uh you had a story that you wanted to tell about uh yeah dr eyebrow uh bob j w rankin yes you know and the funniest part about this story is that he and i experienced it together <laughs> and i think that we thought that it would never see the light of day again and the most ironic thing was that brett engel who you guys are familiar with mm-hmm. yes sir 
had a a camcorder, yes, a literal camcorder back at our wedding. Um, myself and lady friend Partridge, when we got married back in uh, uh, 2002, um, he had a camcorder and he was going around and he was taking like, you know, candid, like, you know, how do you feel about Phil and Julie's wedding? You know, that type, uh, type of thing. And he came to Bob and he asked Bob a number of questions. And one of them was, what is Phil's favorite movie? Mm -hmm. And he immediately, without pause, said, The Fisher King. And Brett's like, well, why is it The Fisher King? And Bob's like, well, The Fisher King, uh, back when we were at Alma, fired uh, some lunacy, so to speak, um, that uh, you know, you're going to have to ask Phil about. Okay. So that was literally, literally 20 years ago. This is the, the anniversary of our 20th of our, of our wedding. Uh, the 20th wedding anniversary just happened on June 22nd of of this month. Congratulations. congratulations. Thank you very yeah. much. Wait, wait, hang on. Were you congratulations though? You, you just wished yourself congratulations. <laughs> I did. I did. Yes. He, he didn't, he um, didn't no know. One else, he didn't know we has. had, we, we had the, the, the social, the class to be able to say it. So he's yeah, like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to show you what normal people do. They congratulate that was, people. That was yeah. 20 years ago when I was in Kansas. It was 20 years ago that you were in Coffeeville, Kansas, my friend. No shit. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Crazy, but, crazy. Uh, yes. But so it's very ironic that you guys are calling me this evening, not long after the anniversary of the 20th anniversary of that event. And the fact that Bob Rankin says, yeah, his favorite movie is The Fisher King because it inspired some lunacy. So this is, uh, let's see, I believe we were seniors at, uh, at Alma. And uh, and Bob and I had pledged together along with Todd with uh, in the uh, the Tau Kappa Epsilon fraternity there at Alma, and uh, we had gotten to know each other uh, very very well. We had become you know drinking buddies. We had become smoking buddies. We had become you know buddies of various natures, <laughs> um, <laughs> types of which natures we will not speak of on the podcast. buddies of the moss. <laughs> did, did, you guys hear that? that yeah, was a pregnant pause right there. Yeah, we, <laughs> we definitely did. There it is. Hang, hang on, and, and and again, I I hate to interrupt you, Phil, uh, but I want to bring Todd back into the uh, into view here, and there's a reason why it, I've taken a second to do so, uh, but you're going to see right now. So there you guys go. <laughs> oh my god! Just just. Uh, just see, I'll see. Never in your wildest dreams did you uh, think that this show that you created with Bob Rankin would turn into something so wonderful. I can only imagine, Phil. That is amazing, dude. And you are wearing that vest way better <laughs> than I am. That, that vest is wearing you, Todd. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So say I was least. inspired. Oh, my God. Wow. I don't even know if I can remember the rest of the story now. <laughs> hey. Okay, all right. So we're we're seniors in Alma. We've gotten to know each other uh, very well. We're good uh, good friends. And uh, the Fisher King comes out, and he and I go to see it uh, together with a couple with a couple of other folks. And uh, we were in a you know a state of let's say. Uh, 
less than lucid alteration um, <laughs> at that at that time. And we get back to the teak house, and there are a couple of females there that we were f- familiar with. They were in a uh, one of the sororities. And I'm not going to leave their name out of this so that we can protect the innocent. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, they were up to do some some uh, some party, and was, of course we were um, as well. And uh, we uh, we proceeded to go down to Seven uh, Eleven as one does at uh, two o'clock in the morning, and picked up another case of beer, and we carried it out to the football. Uh, which was the scene of much glory for our friend, uh, the uh, black-vested black man, Todd Dillon, um, <laughs> over the course of, uh, did, of his years at, uh, at Alma. And you kind of broke up, did you say the and, football field? Yeah, the uh, yeah the football field. Okay. And it's, it's of course, 2 o'clock in the morning, and we're, uh, there was some way to get into the field. Like it wasn't locked. Or we were climbed, we climbed a fence. I don't remember what happened. Well, we get inside and we go out to the middle of the field and we're just kind of hanging out there, having fun and drinking our beers. And all of a sudden, Bob and I had kind of the same inspiration at the same time, which was inspired by the film that we had just seen. And I don't know if you guys remember that movie, but there is a scene where Jeff Bridges and Robin Williams are laying in Central Park and... At one point, Robin Williams gets up and starts dancing around and, and running around the field. And at that time, both of them are completely and totally stark naked. <laughs> so, in the mood that we were in at the time, we decided, well, why don't we just go ahead and disrobe and re- reenact the scene? And so the two girls that we were with were were bas- were uh, laying down in the, in the uh, on the fifty yard line in the middle of the field, right there on the Alma Alma uh, logo, and Bob and I uh, removed our our uh, our clothes and we began running around the field, jumping over the top of them with our eggs and uh, eggs and bacon dangling um, <laughs> o- o- over the top of them as we left, going back and forth, back and I don't even remember how the hell. It, how long it went on or what made us decide, well, why don't we just put our clothes back on at this point? I mean, because there was no, like, there was no <laughs> like copulation that occurred because of, of this, this particular incident. Um, I think, of the, course not. No, exactly. I, I think the, the girls that we were with were, were, you know, not freaked out, but they were like, um... not sure that they wanted <laughs> while longer and uh, at some point we ended up walking back over to walking them back to their sorority house then we went back to the teak house and passed out um but that was the lunacy that bob referred to on (laughs) our our wedding videotape that i was the only one that knew what he was talking about because that story had never been told before and of course when my wife sees the sees the tape i'm like what's he talking about i'm like oh uh, Here we go. Another, crazy another <laughs> crazy so Bob. Who knows? So my, my, now, she was the only other person that knew that particular <laughs> story besides me, Bob, the two girls, and now her, and now you guys and everybody else that made me. <laughs> what, what, I, what I'd like to know is how swooned with this courtship ritual were these young ladies? You know, not. I... <laughs> 
I, I remember them. I remember the word eek. <laughs> so you're in a comic book of sorts. <laughs> you're trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a very good characterization for what was occurring at that time. And at, and at that point, I honestly don't think that Bob and I really cared what they thought. We you know, were just into the idea of recreating the lunacy from the movie in real life. You know, because to me, uh, two two men jumping around a football field uh, with their twig and berries dangling uh, while two ladies watch from afar, those seem like pretty buttoned-up guys that would care. <laughs> <laughs> so so it, yeah. it blew me away. Uh, but when when you yes. uh, when you tied a bow on things by saying we walked them back to their to their rooms, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean, exactly. hey, they, they they didn't run away, so uh, that, that's that's something. I, that's that's got to be something. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And I I think that there was you know there was a mutual respect there. I believe <laughs> that, that occurred possibly. Was this the there. moment that you came up with the Shnozcast? Oh boy! Uh, um, I, I don't think that 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 anything that was occurring at that time was you know it was dark, so you couldn't see see the how big our noses were, and I think that everything else was so shriveled and shrunken in the cold cold uh, environment that yeah I, I don't know that the word schnoz was going to be I mean eighty six degrees that night. I mean whatever whatever you got to tell yourself, Phil. Whatever you got to tell yourself. I, I, I hope everybody else, everybody else experiences this, but I, I every now and again I I am while well, I'm getting some toilet time, I'll have a, a a giggle based on a memory that a flashback memory for no good reason. I can only imagine how many toilet giggles these two women have had over the years. <laughs> were, Todd, were they toilet giggles or them throwing up in the toilet? <laughs> well. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Hey, they were they were younger men. They were they were tighter than they are today. Yeah, they this, were college students. Yeah, this, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. We I, I think those females shape, remain you know, just as tight after that experience. But and, and that's also why Todd and not Todd, Bob and Phil are not allowed back on college campuses now. <laughs> but uh, my, my, what, what, what what he didn't say was that this happened two weeks ago. My. My mind goes to how many hours of therapy these women have gone through <laughs> since this occurred. Like, yeah, hey. I'm in I'm in touch with one of them on on Facebook. She has a love a lovely family, uh, two <laughs> two uh, very seemingly well adjusted sons. She seems to be doing okay for herself. The other one, we I I don't know anything about her. Dead. <laughs> yeah, Lots I mean, of toilet giggles. It sounds yes. like if you didn't if you didn't. Uh, when you guys were gallivanting, if you didn't uh, make that leap quite high enough, that you would have really been in touch with each one of them. <laughs> if, yes, when yes. you guys were yeah. jumping over their that would have their bouffants. That would have had to have been a very low sail over the top of them. Laying, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it must have. It, it was probably easier for you. You're a taller guy. Bob probably really had to get some momentum going. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's that that's true. I did have the uh, the I've always had the getaway sticks that have allowed me to be able to leave all buildings in a single bound. Listen here, still. Yeah, and, and Bob was an athlete. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that episode? He got so angry at Corey because Corey said something about Bob playing football, and he's like, "Fuck you! I was a fucking athlete, man. I played football." <laughs> I was, I was standing on the sidelines, wasn't really playing football. 
That, yeah. actually, actually, that day you yeah. guys were on that football I, I field. The day you guys were on that football field, that was probably the most he saw that field. The most field oh, time that yeah. he has. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Corey, you can't go there, though. You have to have been there to be able to cut him down. I'm going to stand up for yeah. Bob. I w- what Are you saying oh. I didn't see time on the field? I saw plenty of time, oh, Todd. Things froze. Was it me or you guys? I think it was me. Uh, no, we're good. I, I will say that that's likely the most time that Bob spent inside <laughs> the sidelines on that <laughs> and I, I will uh i will say this um i i have nothing to say about sports because i don't like them and i was not in, into sports but i will say one good turn deserves another and at Corey's wedding his mom um when i was mentioning how um even though i was in law enforcement for several years with Corey and we pursued people many times took them into custody i can't recall for the life of me seeing him run and, <laughs> and she said well, he does. He does run uh, because he played like Pee Wee football. And she said, uh, First, okay, "Oh, what, excuse, excuse me. No, no, no. Because I'm, I'm shutting the story down. What, whatever it football it was doesn't matter. That's, high, high school football. Okay, okay. And little, uh, she said, she goes, it was nice because even if we were further back in the stands, uh, she never said any of this. This is what she. This is what she told me. She said, even if we were further back in the stands, no, because that's way too detailed. This she, is a Nick story. Nope." She's, she said that um, I never had a problem knowing which one was Corey because he was the one running like he had a stick up his ass. <laughs> I, I excelled on the ice. <laughs> yeah, short little movements that, that made you go long distances. <laughs> yeah, where, where you have to be really upright, whereas in football... <laughs> The leaned over, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Leaning over like that wasn't wasn't my uh, my thing. I, I'll give you that. It was so. not my fort. Oh, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, that's the that's the story. And oh uh, man, that was awesome. Go ahead and cut out and leave you guys to your to your thing. So I appreciate you had, uh, uh, having me on, Doctor Phil Anton. We appreciate it. short notice. That's amazing, man. I know you have a tight schedule. And we, we certainly appreciate you blessing us with your and, words and of wisdom. And Love it, you, King Dome. It, it, is, it is late. Yeah, we appreciate yep. you being on, buddy. Thank you, Phil. It's late, late later for you guys. I'm really being really old right now. So. <laughs> but you are really old, so that's fine. I said that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank, thank you so much again, Phil. Uh, awesome bet. having you on. And uh, we'll, we'll have to set something up where you can do a, a full, full episode with us. Absolutely. Tell Julie I said hello. We'll do, we'll do. And can I get one final message in before I cut out? Of yes, course. Sir. Bob, fuck you. <laughs> Dr. Phil Anton, ladies and gentlemen, one of the co-creators and on the ground floor of the Schnozcast, we wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for that man. So a big round of applause for him. And moving right along on the second half of the Schnozcast. And we see him heading in that direction. The 20, he's going for 40, and it's 90 Second Sports. 90 Second Sports, ladies and gentlemen, brought to you by Mr. Todd Dillon. And Todd, your time starts now. Hey-ho. So I'm not going to drag it out like I did last time because originally I was going to talk about golf. Uh, I was going to bitch about the fact that now that there's this LIV league backed by the Saudis, you got half the players playing in one league, half playing in another, and Tigerless golf just sucks. So I was going to bitch about that. But then I came across a story. I'm not a big baseball fan, but this is pretty amazing to me. Yesterday, 
uh, the Milwaukee Brewers took on the Pittsburgh Pirates. And the Pittsburgh Pirates handed a little – well, the Brewers handed a beat down to the, to the Pirates. Uh, and so the mop-up duty, in the top of the eighth inning, they, uh, the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates put in one of their relief pitchers to just close the game out, just get, get a couple outs, get out, let's get out of here with as much dignity as, Disney, dignity as we can uh, after uh, getting shellacked 9-1. to one. Uh, in the first eight innings of the game. This guy, Cam Vio, rolled in and threw 56 pitches in one inning. And let me talk, let me tell you about his stats. He actually had, he got, he got, let two people get on base. He gave up a, a, a grand slam home run, uh, had an error. And, and long story short. And that's got, 90 seconds sports. There's no long story short. That's the end <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> dude, dude threw 56 pitches in an inning. Todd, I don't think you understand 90-second sports <laughs> and how it works. There, there, there are no um, uh, Hail Marys that are thrown after the buzzer goes off. So we're done. It's in. It's the end. He, he tried. It's, he tried. It's, it's not 97 just, seconds. It's not 97 seconds for us. Todd, Todd coach needs to be punched in the neck. Co- punch, coach needs to be punched in the neck. Hold on. We're going to cut his mic. <laughs> <laughs> Todd, I, I applaud the persistence, sir. <laughs> That's a great hair sweater you got going in your tooth, You like that? Oh, geez. I wasn't going to say anything about it. I, I, was just, I, I don't have a vest, so. Not his love rug. <laughs> It's actually all just the hair from my taint. That's <laughs> you had to shave it for your tens unit. So yeah, yeah, I put it. I, I transplanted it. All right, guys. Um, so what we're gonna do now is something that's unheard of. Uh, but I'm running the show, so it's, but, yeah, it's say, Bob, fine. Bob's really gonna love this. It's completely fine. Does doesn't matter. Um, I can do whatever I want. Uh, so right now. All right, this is the... I have a clarifying question. (laughs) Yes, sir. The question hasn't even started, Todd. (laughs) I know. Here's my... How come we couldn't have added 90 seconds to my 90-second sports since we're doing a double dip (laughs) in an unprecedented fashion? I'm sorry. You're not... It feels like... It feels like I still be talking about oh. the coach fight that should happen. I'm sorry, you're not running the show. So like, I would say, like Nick just told you, he's in charge today. <laughs> so. This this is good. This is going to give Bob Rankin. He, it's going to give him that fire in his belly. That's going to be like, you know what? When I'm not sick, laying around thinking I might be sick, even though I'm not sick, I might have to show up to the podcast next time. Yeah, this shit can't abide. Yeah this this can this cannot <laughs> happen. Can't. This can't happen again. So the second installment of Nick's existential question of the week, which we can do because, as they say in Practical Jokers, is that against the rules? We, we are the rules. We make the rules. Why not? So what is a shot? Yes. What is? Yeah, my, we're going we're gonna to do guilty, this. My we're, guilty pleasure? No. We're, <laughs> no, we're, no, we're not going backwards. So we're going to do the shot first. Cheers, Corey. Todd. Todd, cheers. coffee. Salute. All right, the second installment of Nick's existential question with those amazing, amazing ballads that we just heard, courtesy of Mr. Todd Dillon. We need from each one of us tonight one serious issue, shallow thought. Serious issue, 
Shallow thought. From each member of the show. Something that's like, I know this is fucking serious, but this is kind of how I feel about it. <laughs> so why don't you guys think of that? <laughs> wrap, your, so wrap your brain around serious <laughs> issues, shallow thought. I, you know, I know you have it. You probably just need an example. Um, no, I don't need an example. I, I have just, one. I have one. <laughs> okay, Todd. It's, man. it's bad. This is over. This that's, might be over the line. That's okay. No, there's no line. That's okay. Okay. Well, because serious issue, and then this isn't a political podcast. So no, 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 no. Not, that's okay. fine. But my serious issue. So with all the repealing that the Supreme Court is doing a shit, mm-hmm. I think it's only a matter of time before I'm not allowed to be married to Mary anymore. And I'm trying to figure out if I still have to give half my shit away. <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> so it's going to go in that direction, huh? <laughs> Dude. First, 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 first thing they're going to strike down. Gay marriage is going to get run, rolled out. Then somebody's going, you know what? <laughs> you shouldn't be allowed crazy. to be married to black people. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, it's, and I was trying to figure out if I'm going to still lose half my shit. Well, Todd, I, I will say the gay marriage thing, they probably shouldn't watch this episode with the vest that you're wearing and me being shirtless. So. <laughs> yeah, really? What the fuck? Wait, hold on. I am also in a multicolored tie-dye, so I don't know. I, I, I get it's red, white, and blue, but still, I could be on the fence with that. Yeah, well, it's uh, yeah, probably a very bad example. I don't, <laughs> yeah, this should not be produced in any court of law. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, of course not. But for that, for that purpose, <laughs> there there could be. All right. So, so, t- <laughs> yeah. So, your serious issue, shallow thought, is what? You you gotta you, use your words though. We, you gotta describe a little bit more. Words. So you have to. So you're saying so that. It fe- so it feels it feels like we're in this weird state where the Supreme Court is kind of wagging us along, and so mm-hmm. it just. So my thought is, I'm like, where do we go next? Right? There's a, a lot of law that's been stood, and a lot of people said that they weren't going to do a thing, and then we did it. And I'm like, okay, it doesn't affect me, so I'm not going to pick a thing. But it's like people are talking about potentially the making. Uh, gay marriage illegal which i think is crazy and i'm like that's like a nano step away from black people not being allowed to be married so my thing is i'm like if that becomes a thing do i still have to give up half my shit when i get when mary has to dump me (laughs) that's my that's my shallow part (laughs) you know then the way i look at it and and you know it really for me it really doesn't have to do excuse me have to do with any kind of politics but why are other people that are not involved in any kind of marriage or relationship with you in any regard, regardless of anything, unless it's injuring or, or hurting something or someone? Right. Why, who cares? Marry the, the fucking light pole if you want to. There's people that have married uh, a robot, and no, nobody gives a fuck. And, and, so who, and it who cares? It seems like one third, of, one third of us want to fuck a robot before anything <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So. Yeah. Well, there wasn't a robot want, married sent, poll. If you want so. sentient thought, you're going to have – I think that yeah, we're on our way to the sentient thought there. There was oh, – no, there, there, there the was pregnant. <laughs> there, there was one uh, Japanese man that married a uh, very Japanime-looking robot, and he said after five years uh, he's – uh, he's exclaimed that things aren't going very well. He got tired of her. <laughs> things are not yeah. going very well. After her 150 um, pre-described responses, um, you know, he, I don't think he's, he's as interested anymore. So makes sense. 
But seeing how many him, ways can you code to hold the hold the Johnson? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if this was a robot that like moved her arms and stuff. I think it was like basically like an Alexa built into a Japanime. Oh no! Like uh, like mannequin. I think she, that's basically what it was. She can't figure well, out the reverse Texas tornado. Then I can figure. I can, I already know where that went wrong. Then right? She's like she's probably the day that she went. Are you going to ask me what time it is again? I just told you five minutes ago, you dumb bitch. It's two minutes after two. <laughs> That's AI at work. All right. Uh, Corey, what are you thinking, man? This, oh, just like Todd, I, I, really, I, I really hate to say this, and I don't know why I'm about to. It's okay. It's, if, it's, if it's, here's, the th- here's the thing with us. Um, we don't have to delve into politics. No, we don't have no, to no, delve I, into anything I, like I, that. I know, I know. It's and just, we're not going to argue because we, do, we don't do it because it's argumentative. I, I'm, I'm not worried about you guys arguing it. I, that's least to my concerns. This is a serious hey. issue, Shall thought. This is this is a uh, get-out-of-jail-free card on this podcast. I, my, so then it, my thing would be a, a, abortion. If you mm-hmm. want to do it, fucking do it. Right. I, that, that's Do it safely. Yeah, exactly. Go 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 to an actual place that you can get it done. I, 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 I and I, I feel terrible saying that, but if that's your choice, that that's your choice. Go go do it. Right, whatever. And and I I love to rebut. I I would, but I I I just don't care enough. I really don't. It it, it to to me at the at the end of the day, it's it's someone else's life. That's so. Yep. That's that's your choice. Not exactly. not mine. Not. Not societies. I'll be I'll be completely honest with you. Do what you want. I'll be completely honest with you. Uh, I see both sides. I really do. What's the other side? I see both sides. I see one, um, my body, my choice. But I also see well, that that wouldn't be a part of your body if if a man was not involved. So that's a second light. You know what I mean? So I can I can understand logically like how both people could be pissed off. But that's about as far as I want to get involved in it. That's it. That's the end yeah, of it. I, I, it's it's, but, it's it doesn't involve me. So that's that's what I'm saying. It, 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 and I know that's a cop out. But uh, well, you even know. with you, even with your even with your other side, though, half of it's weakened if the if the if the man who was a part of that is supportive of that activity, right? If he wants to keep the baby and she doesn't, it seems wrong. But if that's, they both agree that the, that terminating the pregnancy is the best for them, yeah, I think then, there should be. I, I think there should be some checks and balances. Um, and I, I don't believe like this is just me personally, not to get political because I'm not. Yep. But uh, I don't believe my body, my choice because it's 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 we're not saying we're going to take your limb off. This is something that you and someone else made a choice to do, and created something Whoop. something beyond that. So it's like it's like saying, um, well, you know, uh, I brought the sugar and the flour, and you brought the vanilla and the eggs. And we put it in the oven, and now it's about to be done. And the woman's like, my oven, my choice, and, and took the brownies out or whatever, the cake, and threw it out the window. And the guy's like, wait, what the fuck? What, I fucking bought these eggs. I bought the that's, sugar. You know what I, I mean? Think, I think that, that's, a, that's a perfect case where you should have a rule against that someone being able to do that. I agree with you there, even though, again, not my body. That, sure, not, yeah. That, so my opinion is, is, is lacking. But I will say... Quite honestly, though, the, the, if with draconian rules, and again, just to talk to science, this isn't politics, mm-hmm. but some people need to have that procedure done not because of that. Like the woman recently in, in, in not in a, in a country where abortion is illegal, and she 
they determined that if the baby was born, she was going to die and the baby was no longer viable. But because of the, the it was still alive, technically, they yeah. couldn't do anything. She had to go to another country where she risked her life. No, no, no. Because no. the baby was not viable. Again, so that's the, the problem is if you get, if you lean into, there are tons of different scenarios yeah. uh, that play out. And I think that probably men should stay out of the, the, the stay out of it, except for in the case where they like are like, I will do everything to yeah. take care of this. Consent, if it's a consensual situation where uh, the guy is like, hey, you know, uh, we didn't really plan on this, but yeah, I'll be there for you when, in any way you need, in any way you need, then I think there should be like, we both turn our key. You know what I mean? Like we, we yeah. both have to agree with this. And I mean, it's, it's pretty simple mindset. Uh, but I feel like rape and stuff like that. No, fuck that. Go out the window. Yeah. Go, go do what you need to do. That's, that's fucking bullshit. And, 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 and again, like this, so this is getting way deeper than, than no, I, I want to, we're just no, touching no, the no, surface. I, that's I, it. I know. But my, my thing was to, to me, you said the, the idea of that it, it's, it doesn't apply to my life. If you, if you want to do it, do it. It's, it's the same it thing. Be, as, it's, it, you should have access to take care of yourself in that way if it's something that you would like. Cor- cor- correctly, yes. Not not by doing it by Correct. a, not a un- code unknown hanger. means. And you, yeah. should, and, you should, and you shouldn't have the burden of having to go hundreds of miles away from your home to, again, have a safe medical procedure. And leave the judgment and all other shit to God. The, and, well, and, and <laughs> the, the, so, like, to, to me, I guess the way, the way I look at it is, like, if you guys were to hop on me about the pillowcase thing I, I told you, I'm like, oh, that's so weird and wrong. And at the end of the day, it's in my own home, and it's something I do on uh, when it's just myself and Danielle. Wait, so that that wait, she's have, involved with this. She knows about it. But. She does. Wait, hold on. So she at one end of the pillowcase. You're at the other. She holds it. And, yeah, oh it's, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, sweet sassy molasses. I know. Uh-huh. It's, it's, it's two cra- fingers in the box. Wow. <laughs> All right. It's, it's a great. <laughs> it's a crazy situation, but but, yeah, but, but, it, but if that's something I do, I I do at home, I, no one that doesn't apply to anyone else. So let me do what I want to do at at there's, home and there's, and there's so make many, my own decisions. I feel like there's so, there's so many variables. Like that's uh, the last thing I'm gonna say about it. There are so many, so many, so many variables, and we are certainly we're not a political podcast, but I do believe we're a podcast that we need to. Um, that we like to plant seeds and we, we want you to make your own thoughts and your own decisions and you decide. Um, and certainly we're not a podcast. We've got people on this, on this show uh, that are both sides of the aisle. And I think that the message that we constantly want to project regardless of anything else is that, you know what, just because we don't agree on something doesn't mean we can't be the best of friends and that's the way people should be across the board. And I would actually make one correction to your statement, even though you said it. What's that? I, I, I would, I would say that there's more than one side of the aisle because, me, quite honestly, I don't sit on either aisle. So, well, um, yeah, there you go. Then uh, three, you got three different sides. You got a middle, and you got two sides. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But there you go. I mean, I get, my side depends on the issue. I'd, I'd, I'll, I'll debate any singular issue across the spectrum spectrum with anyone, and I would find likely that I would, I would be on again if there were two aisles. I'm, I'd be probably straddling them. But the thing, the thing I love. Oh, well, that's not the only thing you're straddling. Oh, but uh, <laughs> but the thing I love about about you guys is that, and you know, we wouldn't be able to have this show if if I didn't. Um, me personally, my my opinion. But I love the fact that I know that Corey 
and Bob and Todd are, if nothing else, um, creatures of, of, of intellect and philosophy, philosophy meaning the love of wisdom, Philo and Sophia. And I know that if there was something that Corey disagreed with or Bob or Todd and that someone brought something to light that remotely inspired them to change their mind, they would never, any one of you guys would never be too proud to say so. You'd be like, holy shit. 100%. 100%. Holy shit, thank you. You know, yep. and I love that because I feel the same way. It's like, please prove me wrong. Tell me something. Tell me something I don't know. You know, I want that. And it's not something that's accepted and it's not something that's uh, like the normative order of society. And, you know, you just get these um, villagers and pitchforks on both sides or in the middle or wherever it is. And yep. that's all. No one wants to hear anything. And we should be doing more talking like this. Um, so that's that's super cool. Um, serious issue, shallow thought, you know, I'm, I'm trying to wrap my brain around what mine could possibly be. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think it would have to, it would have to do with like a, like a DNR situation, like do not resuscitate, um, and how blown out of proportion it usually is that people have to literally get DNR tattooed on their chest to stop hospitals from resuscitating them. Like it's that to me is my body, my choice, you know, that, that is, Hey, look, I don't want, and my dad's a big proponent of this. You know, he's a big believer. Like in, listen, I don't, if I'm going to have tubes down my throat, tubes in my nose, things feeding me, get rid of me. This ain't like, I don't want to be around. I don't want to be around, you know? And also, um, clarifying question. Yes, sir. Does your wiener work? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> got any feeling in that? I, you I, might reconsider, brother. I mean, if someone's, <laughs> if someone's staring at me, sometimes it doesn't. It's just like a stage fright. But if you're talking about the person in the coma, that's a whole other story. But, <laughs> um, but the other thing that's kind of part of this is that he's always said, which I, I wholeheartedly agree in, is, I feel like that, you know, funeral um, practices, the way the way we do things in society, um, seems so antiquated, seems so caveman-esque. You know, I almost feel as if we're going to look back on this. You know, there's, there's certain tribes in Indonesia and countries like that that dig their relatives up every year, and they, they clean them off, these stiff corpses that are bones and skin, and they, they put perfume on them, and they change their clothes, and they parade them around the city. And to them, that's super normal. And we may think, like, wow, that's, that's so insane. You know, that's, 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 that's crazy. And they lay them in a bed next to them, and, you know, they think it's this big deal. But my dad brought up a great point, and that's, you know, what we, did, what we do right now is kind of macabre because we, we, we dress the dead we dress them up in evening wear and we uh, we have to break their bones to put them into this box because this is what we think they need to go into. And uh, we take all their organs out. We pump them full of like, you know, chemicals. And we put things in their eyes to look like they're normal, even though they're not. And we, we put makeup on them and lipstick like, like they're going out on the, on the town. And, 
and then we go up to them and we say, God, don't they look so so good? <laughs> it's like no, and knowing what they do, that no, they don't. They first of all, they never look good. I'm sorry. If you're a mortician or you're a funeral director, they never look good. No one yeah. looks good. That, that's never attractive, no. except for the necrophiliacs. Nope. Yeah. The, the the their face is you know the muscles aren't supporting the face anymore, so it's all like this blob and it's like sunken in and it's, and it, it's not it's never good. It's never good. Uh, so we're we're comparing it on a scale of you know a horribly low bar that we're like oh for what happened don't they look good you know and and i my dad had said like i feel like as a society you know 50 to 100 years from now we're gonna be like we did what (laughs) we did we used to dress them up and put makeup on them and, and touch them and and you know it just seems so odd to me it seems very very odd and he's always said you know which i kind of agree with Remember those positive thoughts. Remember those amazing times you had with that person. And it, it, it hits a chord with me because I just recently lost someone. But, um, you know, both my grandparents, we didn't want open caskets. We didn't want the, the, the long, drawn-out viewings. and everything. My grandparents wouldn't want that. And the family doesn't want that. You know, and, and if you do, I respect it 100%. Um, but it's like put a nice picture of me cracking up at the bar with my friends. That's how I want people to remember me, not what you're seeing, the shell. I'm not there anymore. You know, this doesn't make any, you're going to dress me up like you think I should look. And, you know, like I'm going to, I'm going to someone's wedding. You know, it doesn't even make any sense to me. <laughs> so that's my well, serious I'm going I'm I'm to be dressed up and keep all my organs. I'm going to make all you fuckers tote me like 100 yards. <laughs> <freaking> <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like making about five yards time. You're getting dropped. <laughs> We're gonna do what is it that um what was that uh the African like funeral uh thing where they're all like dancing and everything like that and they got the yeah, white, they toss the casket up the in the air white and, gloves on and everything. Yeah. You know, that would be amazing. <laughs> I would like it more or less because I would be the one being alive, like putting on the show, but I don't know about the person that's the inside. dead know one thing. It is better to be alive. <laughs> Very true. But that's that's my serious issue, shallow thought. Um, it's just uh, it's it's something that's always been very strange to me. So um, moving right along, uh, let's see if we can touch on a little bit of Gentleman's Agreement and see if we can knock that out of the park while we're here. So, play Mr. The, play the song. There's no song. Yes, there is. Yeah, there is. There is now? You made it. Did I? Yeah. You did. Oh, the okay, yeah. I, did. <laughs> I didn't make a song. A song was taken from something I said. Yeah, I always forget about that one. Uh, so here you go. Oh, it's the MF and Gentleman's Agreement. Oh. Done. <laughs> if only it were done. All exactly, because right. Todd didn't do it. I love it, and people, and it turns out people hate this segment. <laughs> oh, that makes me love it even more. So, I, don't, I don't get so many people that I talk to absolutely love this segment. So it's perfect. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a splitter. Corey, it's a seam, if you will. Corey, for gentlemen's agreement, I believe what it was on six eleven, or was it six eighteen? It just wasn't put in here. Uh, I don't know which one it was, but I. I it, it must have been 618. It wasn't put in there. So what what did you have? Uh, George Carlin. Uh, uh, oh, there it just popped up. There it is. 
Bob's obviously listening. So Corey showed up. George Carlin's American Dream. Yes. And that uh, was given to you by? Bob. Okay. Bob Beep. It would, dude, it was a great documentary or docu-series. It was two episodes, each uh, hour and a half long. And it just kind of gives you the background of George Carlin's life and what he went through as a comedian. All I'll say, if anyone's a fan of comedy, uh, definitely watch it. He he pioneered a lot of stuff that we see today in comedy. Um, but I, I also think he, he might have been a genius in a madman's body. Yeah. Really? He, yeah. He, yep. he, yeah, he was he was super smart. He's super smart. Oh, you can just in, in, the composition of his jokes, just the that dude's brilliant. He was brilliant. Very very much so. Um it, it, especially it's in his younger years. I mean, way, way ahead of his time. Um, spoiler alert for those that do want to watch it. He, he, he created the, the idea of HBO specials or the idea of stand up being on Netflix. Oh, I don't doubt that. He, he was the, he was the first one to do it. He was kind of the father of stand up comedians being on TV, right? It, but yeah, pretty much. And, but dude, I, I, I will say, uh, you know, near the end of his life, he 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 lost it a little bit. Uh, they they played some clips from certain certain shows and and uh, appearances he had, and it seems like he just he almost got so deep in his own mind, he was kind of, uh, I guess, kind of mind fucking himself. Well, I think. I was gonna say if you, if, I haven't seen it, but the one thing when I think about it is how genius. How close are geniuses to insanity anyway? Look at I mean, ultimately no. we have we have like Kanye West is a musical genius. He's a freaking goofball. He's absolutely yeah. no, and, 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 <laughs> and, and, and no, and, and and that that was definitely in the back of my mind that you know the entire time that yeah this guy might just be so brilliant. Like it it, it comes to a point where you're like wow I I like what else can I, I what else can I do? There there's nothing else I can do to get my point across or to change, you know, change society or change or make up, make that big of a mark, which he did. He made a huge mark on in comedy, but I, I think what he was reaching for was a, a much further reach. He, he wanted to make an actual impact on the world, which is, is awesome. But I think at the, when he finally realized he wanted to do that and the, how he tried to put it across didn't sit well with viewers and 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 people that like sure. his comedy, which is fine because I think a lot of a lot of people looked at him as a comedian, but he he had some very serious issues and and things that he wanted to portray that uh, he just he was stuck in that role of of a comedian. Yep, and yep. I think if if he if he would just came out and said like. Hey, like now, like this is a serious talk. That he would have been received a a, a lot better. In the in the fact that he, he what he was talking about was they were serious issues, but he was he was trying to make light of them, and I, I think that's why he wasn't received in the way that I think he wanted to be near the end of his life, because it was always it was always a joke about it, and 
if you would just said like, hey, like no, like I I, I want to sit down and have a serious talk with someone on CNN or CBS, whatever, whatever the you know show he might have been on, it would have gotten across a little bit better. I think it'd be hard for people. People struggle to separate. At the end of the day, he plays a clown on TV. Right? He's, outra- right. he's an outrageous clown even mm-hmm. right and so to actually say hey i'm being serious again he, he i think he uses platform and again some of his messaging i would again i you can't if you can't tell that he's making light or if, it, if that's the way he really thinks makes it very difficult because there's there's things that i've heard him say i, I think he's a comic genius and I like a ton most, of his stuff most definitely. i thought some of his stuff is very off-putting uh as well uh, which at the end of the day, that's kind of what comedians do. Their their art lands sometimes, and sometimes it's horribly, horribly bad. <laughs> yeah, and, and and I think I I think that's what he was struggling with. Uh, again, this is all near the end end of his his life and career. It, it, he was most definitely a comedian genius. All all prior to that, but I I think I, I, he was trying to change his his message a little bit, and I think if he would have went about that in a little bit of a different way it would have been received a little bit better than, than how it was, uh, you know, in, in, in reality. Mm-hmm. But it, it, at the end of the day, as Todd would say, Jesus, uh, <laughs> it, 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 it was a great docuseries. Um, I mean, you know, what went from A to B of, of his life and, or A to Z, sorry. Uh, <laughs> in my, in my bad, but it, it, it it's, a, it's a great, great docuseries and anyone that's a fan of comedy uh definitely watch it anyone that's just a fan of even political issues check it out it's fantastic all right great review buddy so i was given uh ellie confidential by mr bob jw rankin um so a couple things i I'm the kind of person that, you know, I don't like to get as, as much as I love to hear myself speak. I, I don't want to get too involved in a, in a movie review because I feel like uh, we're looking for stamps of approval and we're not looking for tell me the story of the entire movie because, um, you know, I want to go into this fresh. I want to go into it raw. And uh, if it's something I seriously want to know, then why am I looking to you for all these spoilers? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, so this was you know, um, a cop centric movie. And, um, as you can imagine, there's corruption and, and things like that. And I face value. It was a great movie. Um, for those who don't know anything about the movie, um, I don't know how you could go wrong. You've got Guy Pierce, Russell Crowe, Danny DeVito, Kevin Spacey. I mean, that that alone right there, I don't care what the plot is, like you should be running to see this fucking film. Um, I think the film, even though it was a little bit older, I think it aged astonishingly astonishingly well. Um it was a bit smutty, um uh, kind of grimy, uh, but <laughs> but but I liked it. I think it was it was awesome. And uh, you know, just the fact that you know, anything outside of a Western that can age well and you can still kind of relate to the movie, I think they knocked it out of the park with this one. And uh, it's it seriously will be something that I consider either, you know, I'm not a big, like Bob, like I'm not a, I'm going to purchase the DVD kind of person. Uh, but 
I, I may get it off Amazon Prime and just instead of the three ninety nine, just spend the nine dollars or whatever it is and and have it in my little in my collection. But um, I cert I certainly loved this movie. Um, I loved a lot of stuff Kevin Spacey's, and regardless of his all the shit he's been tied up in sexual predilections. Yeah, you know it's 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 it's, it's, it's like this. It's like you know. Um, R. Kelly was just, um, he was just sentenced to 30 years in prison. That's not going to stop me from liking R. Kelly's music. I think he had great music. Um, and that's just a bad human being. Yeah. He's just a horrible human being. Bill Cosby was a great role model for a lot of fucking people. And, uh, as a person, he was horrible and you know, he, he did what he had to do. He did his time and and people came forward and, and it is what it is. But what he portrayed as an actor was something that I know a lot of young people took to heart, and it may have changed lives. I'm sh- I'm certain it did. Um, and, and in the same turnaround, you know, these are people that are meant to entertain us. That's it. I don't I don't care about their political views. I don't care about what the fuck they do. Um, I'm not directly handing them money. Um, and I, you know, I think they're doing their purpose. You know, if if you had a police officer that was out there that ended up being corrupt, um, but he saved a baby's life, uh, I'm, you know, as a police officer, that's what he should have done. I'm not going to be mad at him for saving that baby's life because that's his job. But I'm not going to fucking write the guy and become his friend. You know, uh, if he's a horrible fucking person, then he's a horrible person. He gets anything he fucking deserves. So in the same respect um, with that, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm one of the few people that will still say I I, I, I like Kevin Spacey movies, um, but I, I absolutely love Russell Crowe as well, as I'm starting to realize more and more. Danny DeVito, he's, oh, man, he's uh, he's an acquired taste, but I, <laughs> but I like him, but I like him. Um, so, yeah, so I, I give it a, a really big thumbs up, and uh, if you have not seen this movie, LA Confidential, go out and rent it, watch it, do whatever you can. It'll certainly... Uh, It'll make you happy for sure, hundred percent. Todd, um, yes, sir. From what I'm seeing here, you had Shorzy. I did, I did, and uh, so I I purposefully only watched uh, the required um, amount because mm-hmm. it is really good. Uh, so basically, if you are a fan of Letter Kenny, uh, then you know uh, this character. Uh, he's in another town, uh, kind of the veteran, the savvy veteran on a uh, on a hockey team that is that can't win and they're thinking they're going to, they're going to shut it down. Some would say a whale shit hockey team. Exactly. A whale shit hockey team. Uh, great, great show. And if you're not familiar with letter, Kenny, think uh, thick Canadian accent, uh, very, uh, <laughs> very, very word, uh, word, heavy, verbose dialogue that you have to pay attention to. Very, very witty writing. Yeah, uh, I love that. I love this sort of, love this sort of stuff. Uh, super solid, and the only reason I stopped is because I'm not all the way through Letter Kenny, and I want to kind of see uh, if there's a linkage there. So, highly recommend. Uh, that is my Todd, Todd Dillon. I already know this is going to get an A uh, because the first two episodes did not disappoint. So, so Todd, you thought it was a, a good show? I did, huh? Todd didn't catch I've been that. Up. You, you didn't catch the reference from Shorzy, buddy. Oh, I'm sorry. Anytime he asks a question, he says, "Huh?" Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So you thought I, it was a good was, show, huh? <laughs> Ten, my this is Hitch. His real name is Ted Hitchcock. 
But, but if you say it really fast, it sounds like 10-inch cock. Yeah. I've been called worse. <laughs> Todd, let me ask you this about, about Shorzy. Um, yes. Did you, did you see a range in Jared Kiso's acting ability? I did. I did. It, it's, it, to, to me, it's, it's a completely different character than Wayne. Yeah, and absolutely. Ma- absolutely. Mannerisms and, and tone of voice. Like it's for being an amateur hockey player. He's, he's actually a pretty damn good actor. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, his ring, I was going to say, yeah, he, it was, he wasn't, he was in a, a very hardcore comedy role. He was a serious His he, Yeah. His whole demeanor is different. I, I loved it. Awesome, man. I'm glad you liked it. Dude, that's that's amazing. So um, we're going to do uh, new assignments here. Uh, we're going to make this very easy. I don't have any kind of algorithm, but uh, I've got Todd. Todd has Corey Corey as me. That's the way it's going to go. So let's figure this out, right? Fucking meow. Um, does anyone have one? Want to go first? I got you. Uh, yep. I got to think what. I got, I got one. I, I mean, this is a long shot. I didn't look at your list, Corey, because I was hoping I'd get Nick today. But uh, have you seen The Magnificent Seven? Yes. Yeah. Todd, have you seen Surviving Death? I don't think so. It's on Netflix. Okay. Surviving Death. Got it. Corey. Well, I have I, I have one, Corey, but it's brand new. Then, if if you want me to go again, I can rapid fire. It's this is brand new, just out. I just watched it. Uh, the Terminal List. I have not seen that. There you go. It's on Prime. All right, Nick. I'm mm-hmm. uh, there. There's just almost too much on the list. Uh, I know. Whew. And this is so. They, they, I, I don't. Let know. us remind you, it's an audio podcast. I know, and that, that's that's what's hard about this because I had had I known I was going to have you, I I would have uh, had one already set up. But let's go with. It's funny, I was ready for Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Most people are not. <laughs> let's go with keep sweet, pray obey. What the fuck does that mean? It means keep sweet, pray, obey. Uh, so hold on, Todd. So terminal list, terminal list. Okay, it's on it, Amazon are they, Prime. Are they two words? Yes, two words. Terminal list. Okay, brand new. Just came. Just came out. Just came out yesterday, and I binge watched the whole series. Got you, and that's for Corey and. I'm trying. I'm trying to update all this because from my fucking phone while we're while we're doing the show. Um, and Corey, you said for me was what? Eat, pray, love. <laughs> no, <it's not. laughs> yeah, that's all I need is him watching the wrong movie. What was it? <laughs> Keep sweet, pray, obey. Oh Jesus. Okay. Way to throw a wrench in there, Todd. <laughs> He's gonna watch Eat, Pray, Love. Yeah, yeah I'm sure he will. <laughs> nope, it's going in. Uh, it's going in the <laughs> hopper right now. 
All right, so we all have our picks. I believe so. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Nick from the Schnozcast. And for episode 180, myself, Mr. Todd Dillon, Dr. Phil Anton, Corey Seleski. Have a good night. Be good to yourself and each other. Peace.